Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. We are brought to you by Shoppers John Deere here for one more day in Florida. Thanks to them for bringing us down here. We've had a great week. We've, we've had a great week. Adam Spillane has had a great week. He's done an awesome job this week covering the Astros yeah. for you guys. I was going to tell you, on behalf of Shoppers, I was going to go talk some smack to the Cardinals ground crew yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I didn't see any John Deere equipment. Huh. And I was going to heckle them. During the game, like because we we could see uh, back under the underbelly there when we were going back to the press conference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a couple, of, you know, lazy non John Deere driving yeah, grounds, and that got members. you mad. Yeah, it got me on mad. behalf of Shoppers. And I was like, Shoppers probably wants me to, you know, give not him, not physically assault somebody on right. their behalf. Yeah, but give them an earful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've enjoyed these ballparks we've gone to. It's it's been really cool. I, I would say I I would recommend if you're an Astros fan and you haven't been down here for yeah. spring training. I highly recommend coming down here for a few days. It is really cool just how the proximity is like everything's within like an hour, depending on what the traffic is. Yeah, like multiple is. ballparks. It's like we yeah. went yesterday to the Cardinals slash Marlins. Marlins complex. Yep. And there they had been I was talking to an old lady who works down at the the elevator to the press box. Mm-hmm. She's been there since they built the place. Mm-hmm. And it used to be I was out in the middle of a pasture. Um, just nothing. Yeah. And all this, cause we drove in, we're like, this is a weird spot for a, spring, like, a, like a spring training site. Yeah. That neighborhood grew up around the facility. Yeah. So there's like apartments and retail. Like and everything. We, li- we parked like on a street spot that looks like you were just parking to go visit a buddy in, in his front apartment. of apartments. Yeah. yeah. There's a three hour time limit on the parking, which we thought, thank you. MLB pitch clock, the pitch clock. We get to park for free for three hours. That's right. Because this game's only going to be two hours and S- saved us a toes, two yeah. hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been cool. Uh, all, all the ballparks we went to, awesome, and it's a big thumbs up if you're an Astros fan to come down here. I would highly recommend it. So Adam Spillane met with Dana Brown yesterday, the GM of the Astros, and he gave this update on Jordan Alvarez and Michael Brantley. Jordan Alvarez, he said on ESPN the other day that you were confident that he would be ready for opening day. Has he getting closer to taking part in baseball activities? Yes, he's uh, pain free. And he's doing well, so that's really exciting. Is he hitting, swinging the bat at least? Not, not yet, not yet. And then Michael Brantley hit on the field the other day. Um, are, do you have a, a timetable on when he might be able to get into a game? So Michael's makeup is pretty special, and he's worked so hard. And um, you know, talking to our trainer Jeremiah, he really feels confident that it's going to come down to the wire. There's a good chance that he's going to be ready for opening day, but if not, it'll be shortly after. Okay, so that's good news. I, I can't stress enough. I really like Dana Brown so far. <laughs> he, he does not. He doesn't mess around when it comes to giving you information. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like he's not going to disclose everything, obviously. But like that's a. I, I think even that report might not have been given by previous GMs, by Luno and Click. Like that, that Joran yeah. was feeling really good. Yeah. Um, there's some things that yeah, at times he's pain free and he's excited. He said, "He's yeah. the, you know Dana Brown's excited." Yeah. I don't know that Jeff Luna was capable of excitement. <laughs> Think about Dana Brown. Dana Brown, every time I hear him, uh, it, it feels like he's kind of like, like I almost can't believe that he walked into such good fortune. Yeah. Like he walks in, he's looking around, like sees all these really, really good baseball players. Yeah. And his job, uh, his job isn't, 
I mean, obviously his job is to restock the pipeline and go out and find good players. But a large part of his job right now is, hey, can you keep this awesome boat straight, going straight? Okay. Yeah. Think about, well, let's play one more here because I, I want to fix, I want to build off of that theme, but let's get the injury updates out of the way. Here was the, here was the update on Lance McCullers. He's feeling a lot better. Uh, we're getting good information from the trainer, so uh, there's no ligament damage or anything like that. I think guys go through times where their arms are a little sore it's spring training and they're starting at they're starting to amp, amp it up and so what happens is guys get sore at times so we, we feel comfortable that he's going to be fine okay think about the, the guys that i mean we're about to hear another cut in a minute where he's talking about jose altuve and well okay let's, let's do this one more that was a good update on lance um, here is Dan Brown on his to-do list for contracts. The roster is pretty much set now, but going forward, you know, we're going to be looking forward to things like the draft, potential trades, uh, because as you know, um, you know, we have to secure some of the contracts that we have here, like uh, Bregman, you know, Altuve, you know, Tucker. So, you know, Valdez. So, you know, we have, we have our work cut out going forward. Uh, and we have to get some of his contracts secured. Okay, think of the, the seven guys he was just talking about in those yeah. three questions. Lance McCullers, Jordan Alvarez, uh, Michael Brantley, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Framber Valdez, Kyle Tucker. <laughs> they've all been to All-Star games. Yeah. They've, yeah. All been to, they've all been to All-Star games. Lance, it's been a while because yeah. it was back in 2017 that he went. But but he's obviously very talented when he's healthy. To your point, like he he does like Dana Brown has to be looking around. Like these jobs never open up, right? Like the GM now it's a double edged sword, as James Click learned. Yeah, and, and it's James, not so easy. Well, it's not easy, and you're not going to get credit, right? This is still a nucleus that is by and large been been drafted or assembled or brought in by Jeff Luna. And Click was still, although I think Click deserves credit for believing in the young pitchers more than a lot of other people did. Because I remember that being in the COVID year. I remember that being written before the season began, that the word was – I should have talked to Chandler Rome about that while we were down here. Because um, I think Chandler Rome is the one that wrote it. Was that the that Click felt more highly about guys like Framber, Javier, Urquidy, those guys, yeah. than other people did or the rating services That's did. your whole rotation. Yeah, now. so I, I think, like, in a lot of ways, is you know, you can criticize them for their Odorizzi signing, but I think other GMs might have been more aggressive in trying to go out and get veterans when Click – Click deserves credit for discretion in that instance because yeah. he felt good about those yep. guys. Um, and yet – Ultimately, uh, history will not give him credit for it. You know, like, I don't think, uh, like, I, I think 10 years from now, it's not like people are going to say, yeah, Click did a really good job, actually, of making that transition period, unfortunately. And I, and I believe that he did. It's yeah. just, you're, they're, they're already good. Right now, Dana Brown has an even harder job in that, yeah, you're a couple years further along in this process of having not had high draft picks or draft picks at all for a few years now. It gets tougher and tougher as you go along. Can you write the book about the Astros' dynasty so far and not mention James Click? A lot of Astro fans feel probably like, yeah, you yeah, probably can. Yeah. You probably it, which, can. And I do, I think. It's like, not fair, necessarily. Having faith and trust in those guys yeah. was a little bit of a leap, yeah. especially for somebody that just stepped in. They always say sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make. But yeah, you don't get any credit no, for those. No, I know, I know. That's, <laughs> that's why people do so many stupid things. Yes. We got to smash stuff. Yeah. Come on, we got to break stuff. Yeah. The, the guy that 
The guy that comes in and just says, like, you know, sometimes inactivity is actually the best move. Oh, no. They're a beta. Get out of here, beta. Okay. And, uh, yeah. That's so uh, James Click didn't get credit because he was a beta. He, Speaking of alphas, though, yeah. I was talking to somebody from the Astros yesterday about, like, I was like, uh, where do you stay? Because, um, you know, a lot of the players rent places or some yeah. of them buy places if they're going to be for, there for a while for spring training. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and he was telling me what, what hotel they stay at. And he said, of course, uh, Crane's got, you know, he bought a hotel <laughs> nearby, which I had forgotten about. And I was like, oh, why didn't, why didn't you do that? Like, <laughs> why don't you just buy a hotel? How did you like to be able to, how did you like to be at that level? We're like, well, I'm going to be in this place on business a lot. Um, I, might, I, might, I might buy a place, even like a, like a condo. No, a hotel. A hotel. An entire hotel. Like the whole building? Like, yeah, yeah, just the whole building. I like to change it up <laughs> like, each night. <laughs> That's that wild. used to be one of my fantasies as a kid. was like uh, owning a hotel, but like having, like, the, just like, well, I guess like kind of Fertitta does. <laughs> He's got like 18 different ridiculously awesome suites up there. Yes. And he probably just, when he feels like it, he's going to stay in the one that's otherwise $100,000 a night. or he'll Walk have down it. the hall to the Oak Room and just hang out at, uh, at his little... Uh, 30, 30th story place. I got to talk to Tillman about becoming a billionaire, do, whether I should do it or not. As, uh, sometimes I sit and I'm like, eh, not this year. I'll just wait. But maybe next year. Yeah. 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 And, like, <laughs> and, you, and like if you run into him like at a Rockets game, yeah. and, and like 10 minutes later, you're like, I forgot to ask him about how to become a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I've, had so many I've been talking about this forever. <laughs> I went on a three-day fishing trip with Tillman, and I didn't once ask him how to become a billionaire. How I can become a billionaire. This is how people get ahead. Yeah. And I, this is why I can't get ahead is I keep I forgetting to ask so. these questions. Uh, you know how else the, uh, the Astros get ahead is by not giving out eight- to ten-year deals. Dana Brown was asked about that. Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve were two of the names he just brought up <clears throat> in that cut we just played. Bregman especially, and I know Spillane, when we talk about this with him, both on the air and off the air, has talked about Bregman. If he, if he keeps ascending again back to where he was in 2019, it may not be so simple as just doing one of the standard five- or six-year Astro extensions. Would Dana Brown do an eight- to ten-year deal? We'll continue to have discussions. I think we'll probably meet somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, I don't know about ten years. I mean, ten years is a long time. Players change a lot in ten years. I'm really not comfortable with 10 years, to be honest. Uh, but I think Jim and I will meet these agents somewhere in the middle and get some of this stuff done. Do you think that you might have anything done by the time opening day comes around? Uh, there's potential. I mean, we're talking to agents every day. And so uh, there's, there's a chance we can get something done. And like, we're trying. I like the, again... I feel it's kind of like a plain folks honesty about it where he's just yeah. flat out says, I don't feel like Dana Brown's posturing at all. <laughs> yeah. He's like, eh, 10 years, a long time. I, I, I like, he, he talks to us. He talks to us simple folk, uh, in, uh, in a way we can understand. It's a long time. <laughs> Guys change. Is there anybody on the Astros right now that you would feel comfortable giving a 10 year deal to? I would say Kyle Tucker. If I, if I hadn't been so, propagandized against 10-year deals. I don't, I get, I, look, I am look, propagandized against them. It, right. There's nobody. And there is a certain, look, there's a certain desperation feel to giving guys a 10-year deal to where you are, look, it's credit card spending and you can get away with it for a little bit. But like, I, I kind of like the people, I like the organizations that, that think almost like your fiscally responsible grandfather 
who like, yeah, sure, could could use credit a lot more aggressively, but just flat out doesn't believe in it and doesn't want to get in the habit. I think the Astros are a team that just doesn't want to get in the, the habit of using credit. You know, there's a there's a danger you run into, and the Dallas Cowboys, I would argue, are a team that's like this. There's a danger you get into when, or the, well, the Yankees are the the prime example um, when. You just try to buy your way out of problems or buy your way into greatness. It becomes it's too easy a tool. It's like it's like using cocaine to get through the day. At some point, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna snap at snap back at it. You. Is you know? <laughs> gonna write that down? Stop using cocaine. <laughs> stop, stop using cocaine. Number two. Uh, get back. Nobody told me that when they sold it to me. Call back the bankruptcy attorney. <laughs> yeah. Number three. Yeah. Sell some stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like it's gonna come back and bite you. And I think the I think the Astros just have a core philosophy of we don't want to get in the habit of making exceptions and. And look, it's been borne out with the number of guys that they've said goodbye to, and ultimately they keep churning. This is the difference, though, and this is where the, the Astros under Dana Brown need to continue to dominate other uh, organizations. It's in two areas. One, finding areas to exploit. Like early on, it was in the talent scouting. Then it was in, then it was in talent development. Another area that the Astros have exploited was that People didn't quite know how to scout Cuban prospects. Yeah. So the Astros went all in on Cuban prospects. Um, and Cuban, Cuban prospects have been very good to the Astros. Indeed. So you got to keep finding areas to exploit. And I think on the player development side of things, um, they're still ahead of the vast majority of organizations. So, so there's that. Um, and then, did I say both things? I think you did. Yeah. You said multiple things there. Let's leave it there. Let's okay. leave it at that. <laughs> Um, it's been a long week. the the only The only players, I, I think, I think the only players on the Astros where there's even a conversation about uh, about a ten year contract right now is Kyle Tucker and Jeremy Pena. Yeah, those are the only ones. And Pena, I wouldn't do one because he's only been up one year. And people don't realize he's, Pena's young to the major leagues, but he's 25 years old. He's 25 years old, and he's been banged up a lot. Yeah, you know, including in the minors. The reason he wasn't up two years ago, he probably would have been up two years ago if he hadn't broken his wrist. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think there is that. Now, as far as his attitude and all of those other things, his maturity—that's all. A number one, it's right there. It's top notch. But there's just no hurry right now either. No. Other, the only reason to do it right now is basically you can give a ten. If you give if you give Pena a ten year deal, it's not an actual ten year deal. It's a four year extension or three year extension on top of your on or, top of his arbitration. Or, or, yeah, years. yeah, yeah. Uh, on top of the arbitration years. So it's it's not as big a deal. No, T- but Tucker is. Tucker is getting to be a, you know, DEFCON one or two situation. Yeah. The lower the number, the worse the DEFCON, by the way. Um, so, uh, Tucker, you bringing up Tucker's name. Tucker's 26, just turned 26 in January. I would, I would think about it. I, I'm, 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 I am philosophically opposed to it, but he plays a position, plays right field. Yeah. It's a position that should age pretty well. He is a multi-tooled player, so if one of the tools diminishes, he's got other things yeah. that that are that are still going to presumably be at, at, a, at an elite or near elite level, and and he's durable. That's the other thing. That's why, like, if they had given Jordan a ten-year deal, I would have been really nervous about that because he's had injury issues. I think this is the thing, though, and I, I see people make kind of a philosophical argument that precedent doesn't matter as much as people think it does. 
I would 100% disagree and say the precedent matters a lot when it comes to the chemistry of a locker room. If you make exceptions and you give a 10-year deal for one guy, even though it goes against your core beliefs of how you should operate, other guys start wondering why they're not getting the 10-year deal. You know, like, wait a second, I thought we had this. How come he gets this and I don't? How come I signed this deal and now this guy got I signed a deal. Like, think of Jordan. I signed a deal kind of thinking that, I would never get a long-term deal from the, Astro, uh, from the Astros, and then Kyle Tucker gets this. So I think as long as their philosophy right now has been pretty firmly established that, hey, we'll give you a longer-term deal if you sign up way before free agency. We'll give you that financial security, and then we're going to sign guys like Abreu. We're, gonna, we're not going to sign a 10-year deal. We're going to sign young guys to seven-year deals, and then maybe that guy is still good at the end of that deal, and we'll try to re-up them. Or we're just going to go out and get older guys for three-year deals like Abreu. Yep. And like that way you get some veterans on your roster, but you don't take the risk of that that last three years of a contract being a complete waste. Yep. you got to stay good. Yeah. That's the big thing is you yeah. got to stay good. Otherwise, that back end won't matter. Like the, you're not going to have the Abreu signing here for the last three years of their career. And, you know, tanking isn't the option that it used to be because too many teams – want to tank right. you know like that's right when the they, astros were revolutionary that, that is another thing with the astros when it comes to finding areas to exploit <laughs> the, the astros matrix. got in at the sweet spot got in you know sucking yes. yeah now teams are more comfortable with a reset you can't even call it tanking anymore because there's too many teams trying to reset so, okay brooks uh, brooks cabina cannot join us today because he is what the hell brooks well the, all the quarterbacks are at the podium he's never gonna, maybe we'll catch up to dude, him later this morning what, he's but, not going to be a billionaire the, not with that attitude no no no, no. and tillman if if Brooks Kabinek walks up to you and asks how to be one, don't tell Save it. Save that advice for Seth C. Payne. That's right. That's right. Who can then take care of Sean T. Pendergast in the process. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about the combine and the draft. In fact, Ian Rappaport, Ian Rappaport, a lot of talk about people trading up, teams trading up for the number one pick. There's another high pick, though, that is starting to get some smoke that we didn't see coming. We'll let you hear from Ian Rappaport on that, and we'll discuss it next.